You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into your Monday edition of the podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. A lot to get to ahead on today's show. A one-on-one conversation with BYU defensive back Micah Harper. How does he like playing safety? How's he feeling coming off that ACL injury? We'll get to all of that with him. We'll also talk some BYU basketball. The Cougars will be hosting the third round, I guess the, what we call it, the quarterfinals of the NIT. We'll preview that as well as take a look ahead. Could the replacement for BYU's Alex Barcelo be in the Juco ranks. A great piece from Vanquish the Foe that we'll delve into. And of course, we'll catch you guys up on everything else that happened in BYU sports over the weekend. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way that you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups that you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. Alright, there you go. The roadmap of where we're going. Let's get right to it. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for March 21st, 2022. You are Locked on Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of BJ and PK in the morning. But once again, thank you for making us here on Locked On Cougars, your first listen of the day. We are very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, we are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. All right, we're going to get to a conversation with Micah Harper, BYU football defensive back here momentarily. Let's start off with the BYU basketball program, though. The Cougars advanced to the quarterfinals of the NIT with their win over Northern Iowa over the weekend. An impressive win once again for the Cougars, and they had to wait to find out. We did a postcast edition of the show talking more about the win over Northern Iowa on Saturday night, but we were waiting to find out who BYU would face in that quarterfinal matchup. It was a matchup between the four-seed Washington State at number one-seed SMU. If SMU won the game, BYU was headed to Dallas to take on the Mustangs. If Washington State won, it would be a battle of the Cougars versus the Cougars, the Crimson Cougars versus the Blue Cougars in Provo, Utah. Well, Washington State led wire to wire in that game. They did further away a lead in that second half. It got as low as, I think, four points, if I recall correctly. But the Cougars, the Crimson Cougars, speaking of Wazoo, they hold on for the win, and they will be coming to BYU Wednesday night for that NIT matchup. 7 o'clock tip-off on ESPN2. This is a big opportunity for the BYU basketball program. I've said it once, I'll say it again here on this podcast. BYU basketball, the best they can do right now, not making the NCAA tournament, is put on a good run here and send the guys out the right way. That is the important part for this squad. And you've made it to the quarterfinals, and now if you win Wednesday night, you are headed to the Big Apple, to New York City, Madison Square Garden for the semifinals, a potential final matchup in the championship championship round of the NIT. That is what you're gunning for at this point if you're the BYU basketball program. you got to take care of business first, though. You've got to beat Washington State Wednesday night. Once again, a 7 o'clock tip-off. I'm looking forward to this. I think this is a big, big opportunity for BYU, and all you have to really focus on is that game. If you're a guy like Alex Barcelo, T. John Lucas, some of these seniors out there, all you can do is just go out there and play your absolute best. And the good news is, so far in the NIT, 
think about it, BYU has gotten off to fairly slow starts in both games against Long Beach State and then on Saturday against Northern Iowa. And the good news is the Cougars, they have found a way to get things rolling and they have found a way to win these games. I think that that is going to serve them well as they go up against Washington State. Kyle Smith is the head coach of Wazoo, formerly of San Francisco, cashed in for a big job up there in Pullman. And we'll have more on this game later in the week, but I think it's a big opportunity staring BYU in the face. I mentioned Alex Barcelo and his focus on going out the right way as a BYU basketball player. Well, the big question is, Alex Barcelo is going to be done in a BYU uniform as soon as this season ends, and that could end as soon as Wednesday night. What is BYU doing to find his replacement? Well, according to Vanquish the Foe and Robbie McCombs doing a great job with this, the replacement that BYU kind of has pegged their hopes on, it sounds like, is a JUCO product by the name of Sean East. He is the number one ranked JUCO guard in the country, the number two overall JUCO prospect. He will have two years of eligibility remaining. He's had a fantastic season in the JUCO ranks playing for John Logan College. He averaged 21 points, 5.7 assists, and 4.3 rebounds on 53% shooting, and a very important number here, 41% from three-point range. We all know that Alex Barcelo is going to leave a major hole in BYU use shooting going in to next season. Obviously, if the shooting from guys like a Gideon George, Trevin Nell, it translates over what they've done in these two games in the NIT where they've shot it actually extremely well. BYU's shooting woes won't be as pronounced next year if that can carry over. But you need to have a guy who can really handle the ball, but at the same time create his own offense. That is what Sean East is. And the good news is, he's not an undersized guard. This is a good-sized point guard. Six foot three. He's a, a like-for-like replacement, it seems like, in many ways for Alex Barcelo. BYU has some stiff competition for him because if you're a top Juco prospect, you're going to have all kinds of programs chasing you. But the good news is, according to what it sounds like in this article from Vanquish the Foe, quote, Pope is on it, according to Sean's dad. That means BYU has been on him from the get-go. They're recruiting him hard. And East is a guy who already has D1 experience. He has played at two D1 programs already, played as a freshman at UMass, and then played his sophomore year at Bradley University. Never really had huge stats at either either spot. Averaged about nine points and four assists. But he's a lefty, and BYU can point to what Alex Barcelo has done and say, that can be you for the next two years in a BYU uniform. You can lead us into the Big 12. You can be the lead dog for this basketball program. BYU has to find the right combination of transfers coming in, while at the same time absorbing the incoming trio of freshmen, who I am very excited for, by the way. Dallin Hall, Richie Saunders, and Tanner Toulson will be guys coming home off missions for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and they will be joining the program. So obviously, you're going to want to go about developing those guys, but at the same time, you need somebody who can step in right away and be that lead guard. Sean East appears to have every tool you want, and hopefully be what you can land him. The early signing window is April 13th. So have that pegged early next month, I guess midway point of next month for BYU. And hopefully we'll be hearing about Sean East announcing a commitment to BYU and signing a national letter of intent to be a Cougar. I watched some of his film. This kid looks like an electric player. And if it translates like BYU is projecting it to translate, that is a very, very good sign for the Cougars. And they could have their guy that replaces Alex Barcelo right there in the pipeline. All right, coming up here in a moment, we'll flip over to BYU football. A great one-on-one chat I had with... Uh, Michael Harper, a really cool young man. 
Really enjoyed my chat with him. I think he has learned a lot from his injury experience, having that ACL injury after starting as a true freshman for BYU. What does he make of playing a new position this spring? We'll get to all of that here momentarily. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Stat Hero First. Anybody take any of those upsets over the weekend? I can tell you this much. My bracket is about as toast as ever has been. But the good news is I can still win some cash from Stat Hero's Pick'em Contest. If you have not checked this out on the new platform at stathero.com slash locked on, you're really missing out. Stat Hero's NCAA single game pick'ems pits the star players against one another in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. It helps you take control back from the handicappers that always seem to have the advantage on you as a player. Start focusing on the players that you know with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props to win. Stat Hero is giving you the advantage as the consumer, resulting in you winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players that you choose. You know these guys that are in the tournament. Why not go and make sure you guys put the perfect lineup together and win some money? The sleek, simple gameplay will also have you playing in minutes, and this is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. So check it out, my friends. Go to stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. You heard that right. A 100% deposit match going to stathero.com slash locked on using the promo code locked on. One more time, stathero.com slash locked on using the promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of Locked On Cougars is brought to you in part by our friends over at Built Bar. It's this time of year, my friends. March Madness ongoing. A lot of stuff going on in our lives. But if you want to eat healthier and get yourself feeling better when it comes to your diet, I want you guys to give Built Bar a shot. Built Bar are the best tasting protein bars that I have ever had. The best part is their macros are absolutely incredible. They're extremely healthy for you guys. Just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein packed into one of these bars. You cannot find a better bar for the money. I promise you that. The best part is they are the best tasting protein bars that I have ever had. You will never crave a protein bar like you will a built bar. I can speak to that because I crave built bars on a daily basis. They also have a really cool new thing, well, it's not necessarily new, but they call them their built puffs. And what it is, they're a protein infused marshmallow, the first ever of its kind. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they are a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate as well. So give them a shot. Get to built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15, L O C K E D 15, for 15% off your order. Promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. Get yourself 15% off and get enjoying the best tasting protein bars and protein puffs from our friends at Built Bar. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Time now to talk some BYU football. Be back out of BYU football practice later on this afternoon, depending on when you listen to this podcast. But media availability set for later this afternoon slash evening. Have a full report for you guys on tomorrow's podcast, audio, what I observed from the media observation period. We'll have all of that for you guys on tomorrow's podcast. But it's now time to talk with Micah Harper. Had a great chat with him last week following practice. He's playing a new position for BYU, now playing safety after being a starter at cornerback during the 2020 season as a freshman. Tore an ACL that cost him the entirety of last year, but he is back fully healthy and really looking forward to contributing in a big way for BYU. So let's start there. Micah, it's good to see you back on the field. How are you feeling out there? It feels amazing, man. Taking a year off, it really really humbles you, you know what I mean? I feel like right now, I'm living my life right now, honestly. (laughs) 
how tough is that? Because football players playing the D1 level, you guys are all competitors. And when you have to sit out, it's got to just kill you, right? Right. I say last year it was it was really tough mentally. Uh, obviously, physically, it was pretty. It was a battle as well. I felt that. Um, I felt like it was all of God's plan, uh, God's plan. Honestly, at the end of the day, I felt like it was the right timing. I had some stuff uh, outside of football that was affecting me in my life, and I felt like the injury allowed me to step back from from everything and just really just focus on things that really matter. I've talked to people who've been through injuries, and they said they become a better player in some ways because you have to. You're forced to sit out, and you're forced right. to watch film. And do you feel like you became a better player just having to sit sit out and watch guys play your position? Yep, I felt like I definitely got a lot better, a lot stronger, a lot faster. You know, the uh, whole year really, you get to really think about a lot of things. You get to uh, watch the game, see it from a different angle. I like to um, I watch my position, see what they did wrong, what see what they did right, see where I fit into the defense. I think that uh, I definitely came back stronger than I than I ever have been before. Right now, I think that's what separated me from back then when I did play to now. Okay, I remember watching you as a freshman. You're noticeably, noticeably bigger in terms of just your overall weight. Is that partially because you're playing some safety? Was that part of the plan here? No, I think just as, you know, that we have a really good strength staff over here. Yeah. I think that just as time came on, I just got a lot bigger, a lot stronger. <laughs> Natural progression of playing football, yeah, right? exactly. What do you like about playing safety versus corner? I really love uh, playing strong safety right now, honestly. I feel like it's the perfect position for me. I'm in all of the action. I'm, I'm to the field. Um, I'm in the box sometimes. You know, I play high and cover two, cover fours. Um, I, in some packages, I also play corner when uh, it was a tight end of uh, a jumbo package. You know, I, I love it. I think it's the, the perfect position for me. The, the Coach Kalani, he likes to resemble me as like the honey badger. Okay. So, I mean, let's, let's roll with it then. I, I wanted to ask you, in terms of player inspirations, is a guy like Tyron Matthew one of the guys you look at and like try to model your game after? Yeah, most definitely. He's my favorite player that ever played the game. Okay. You know, I mean, just the way that he plays the game, he with no fear. Uh, his ball skills, uh, always getting, uh, creating turnovers. You know, he, he really makes a difference on the field. When it comes to the safety spot, we've heard Kalani. We've also heard guys like Ed Lamb say you guys can play two or three safeties potentially this year. A guy like Chaz, oh, you could be out there. You could be out there. Obviously, Malik's going to be out there. Do you like that versatility and knowing, hey, I've got multiple guys out who who can play all over the field? Yeah, I think it really helps us a lot. Honestly, I mean, we got a lot of ballers on our team that got different body types that can really play in the box. Can they can play high? You know, they can play on the outside at corner. You know, we just the the way that we recruit is we just recruit like guys that can play everywhere, just athletes at the end of the day. I think that really helps us at the end of the day. It, it separates us from uh, other teams in the country. Do you miss playing corner? I do, you know, I, I grew <laughs> like, up I guess playing. The, the pure corner spot. <laughs> I, I, I do, you know, I miss being on the island. I loved it being at the corner, but, you know, I think that this position as uh, strong safety is, is, is perfect for me. How different is this defense? Because you've been here for two years now. Since your third year in the program, how different is this defense versus when you first got here? Um, I think the defense scheme is is pretty much the same. I think the only thing that makes a difference is just the players. You know, from that that first year I played, I was a special team. You know, obviously that whole secondary is in the league now, and you know now it's just different guys. You know, different guys that just need to set, uh, step up and you know just keep keep on doing what uh, Coach Kalani and Coach Tuyaki has us wanting to do. 
We've seen you wearing a knee brace, but how's the knee feeling overall in spring? If it feels 100%, you know, I, I'm just using uh, the knee brace right now for just precautionary just to get through spring ball. And that's my main goal, honestly, right now is just to get through spring ball. And then when fall comes, I'll be ready to go. Stay healthy. You're ready to play, right? Yes, sir. I guess the last thing for me is when it comes to spring, there's a lot of guys trying out new things. What do you want to improve on most? Um, really just my knowledge of the game. You know, uh, I think I've been talking to my father a lot about it is really just being able to learning how to practice. You know, I think that's what got me hurt last year is, I, you know, as a as a freshman uh, after the season going into spring ball, I didn't know how to practice still. You know, just uh, you got to have a professional mindset out here, just knowing, the, you know, just, you know, when to go, when is it time to go and when it's time to uh, hold off a little bit. Awesome. Well, Micah, thanks so much for some time. Yes, sir. Thank you. There you go, Micah Harper, BYU defensive back. And if you believe him and take him at his word right there, sounds like safety may be more of a permanent position for him. And I can tell you guys this much, just based on my observations, I've also had some conversations with folks. He's actually a natural fit at safety. He's done a really, really good job. But if anybody who has watched Micah Harper play, if you remember watching him during that 2020 season, this is a dude who's just a straight-up ball player. He is fearless. He's not afraid to go in for tackles. He's actually more well put together as an athlete than I think I like Jacob Robinson is. And Jacob Robinson Robinson had a really, really good season last year at safety for BYU. He's now moved back kind of to that nickelback hybrid position for BYU on defense, speaking of Robinson. But if Michael Harper is able to hold up alongside a guy like Malik Moore, who I, by the way, Malik Moore, I think is poised to have a monstrous, and I mean monstrous season this coming fall if he stays healthy. I think you have found your new backfield tandem at safety with Michael Harper and Malik Moore holding it down. Obviously, BYU's whole MO on defense, they rotate a lot of guys. Hayden Livingston, Chaz Ayu, once he gets healthy, they'll all be part of this rotation. But I really like Michael Harper at that safety position because he has the ability to cover guys as a corner. You heard him talk about walking up and being able to cover guys in the slot. He's playing closer to the line of scrimmage. This is a perfect spot, I think, for him playing that strong safety spot for the BYU defense, and I'm hopeful he is able to kind of grow in that position, make it his own, because it looks like right now, at least, that the cornerback position for BYU has got a lot of returning talent and is going to be well-stocked with guys who are going to be expecting to contribute in a big way. Why not, if you're Micah Harper, look for a new spot where you can play right away, and safety has plenty of rotation time and plenty of reps available to these guys. Because think about it, the safety spot last year, was it as good as we hoped it would be? No. But I think a guy like Michael Harper can help shore that up. And he's not necessarily the tallest cornerback in the world. He probably stands five foot ten. So BYU's whole philosophy with defense is to have cornerbacks who stand six foot or taller. So why not find a new spot for yourself? Or maybe you're maybe not the most natural guy or the guy that they want at one spot, speaking of cornerback, and play at a spot where I think you're tailor-made for, and that's that safety spot for Michael Harper. We'll see if that holds true during the summer and going into training camp in August, but I really, really enjoyed my conversation with Mike, and a big thank you to him once again for taking the time to talk with me right here on Locked On Cougars. As I said, we'll have more from BYU football practice for you guys on tomorrow's podcast. New conversations, new audio observations as they start week four of spring camp. It's coming to a close really, really quickly, but at the same time, still got a lot that we'll be breaking down, and of course, we'll have that for you guys on tomorrow's show. Coming up here in just a moment, we'll round out today's show with a look back at the week 
weekend that was in BYU sports. What do you need to know about the Cougars teams that were in action over the weekend? We'll get to all of that momentarily. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Bet Online. The college basketball tournament is upon us. It has been rolling on all weekend long. For all the latest odds, contests, and player props going into this next weekend, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all the sports betting needs and info that you can handle. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season as well. And it's not just basketball. They've got you covered on every front when it comes to your sporting needs. They are your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games as well. So head to their website today. That's betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action available to you now. It's all courtesy of your friends at BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, my friends, before we go on this Monday edition of the show, let's catch up on everything else that happened over the weekend in BYU sports. A mix of good and bad all the way around. Let's start off with BYU baseball. Their bats went quiet in the uh, second and third games of their series at Portland. They were dominated Friday 11-1 to by Portland, and then on Saturday lost the rubber match 3-1. BYU just couldn't get things going up there in Portland. They'll try and regain their offensive mojo when they face off against UVU tomorrow. They're making the short trek over to UCCU Ballpark in Orem. 6.05 is game time on that one tomorrow. And then a big weekend ahead. Gonzaga maybe the class of the West Coast Conference in baseball annually it feels like. Yeah, it sounds very familiar to BYU basketball and Gonzaga basketball. Yeah, I get that. Gonzaga comes to town this weekend, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at Miller Park. So a big opportunity, a big week ahead for BYU baseball. The women's softball program enjoyed a very productive weekend, dominating SUU in a doubleheader on Saturday, 7-0 and 8-0, so 15 runs unanswered for the Cougars in those wins over the Southern Utah Thunderbirds. The Cougars have now won, I believe it's, yeah, five straight, and now they have a huge matchup today, actually, at Gale Miller Field. Oregon, the 13th-ranked Ducks come to Gale Miller Field, 4 o'clock Mountain Time start on BYUtv.org and the BYU TV app live stream. Huge opportunity for BYU ahead of a trip from Iowa State to Gale Miller Field coming up this weekend, so BYU BYU got some big opportunities on their hands. Hopefully they can notch a top 15 upset of Oregon today down there at Gale Miller Field. The men's tennis program had a productive weekend with a 4-2 victory. Their first West Coast Conference win over Portland. That was in Provo beating the Pilots. They'll be back at home this coming Friday as Gonzaga comes to the outdoor tennis courts. That's a 12 o'clock start Friday. Women's tennis lost 4-2 to Harvard. They will be at Gonzaga this Friday for their first West Coast Conference trip, I believe. Oh, excuse me, second. They went to Pepperdine already earlier on this season, but it'll be their second West Coast Conference matchup. That'll be this Friday up there in Spokane. And then finally, uh, two other notes for you guys on today's show is a tough weekend for the 21st ranked BYU women's gymnastics team. They went to the MRGC championships up there in Boise, Idaho, expecting to win this and come out as MRGC champions. Well, a disappointing weekend as they finished a disappointing fourth. Utah State won first with a 197.025. Boise State had a 196. 6.550 for second place on their home gym. And then Southern Utah, a 196.500 with BYU coming in with a 196.375 to bring up the rear of the four-team event. Just a disappointing weekend for BYU. But there were eight awards handed out to BYU gymnasts at the result of this. Sadie Miner Van Tassel has been absolutely lights out all year long. 
She was named 2022 Vault Specialist of the Year, as well as All-MRGC Overall Gymnast of the Year. Uh, She received that award, obviously, after winning nine straight weeks of MRGC Gymnast of the Week awards during the 10-week season. Guard Young was named 2022 MRGC Coach of the Year. Congratulations to him. And then Brittany Vitkowska was MRGC First Team Floor. Sadie Miner Van Tassel, All-MRGC First Team Floor. Addie Ryder was All-MRGC Second Team Floor. Abby Beeston, Second Team Floor as well. Rollins was 2022 Beams Specialist of the Year. Sadie Miner Van Tassel, all MRGC first team bars. Anissa Alvarado, also all MRGC first team bars. And then the Haley Pitto was all MRGC second team bars. So congratulations to all eight Cougars on those awards. Most notably, Sadie Miner Van Tassel winning Gymnast of the Year and Guard Young, obviously, for his great work winning Coach of the Year. Disappointing finish in Boise, but we'll find out where they are slated to go in the NCAA Regionals later on this week. So there you go. Everything you guys need to know about from the weekend that was in BYU sports and obviously having a lot of fun along the way. Tomorrow on the podcast, a full recap of BYU football practice today. Probably some conversations, some one-on-ones that we'll have throughout the week as well. And everything else that's happening in BYU sports, we'll have you covered every single day like we always do. So a big thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. want to encourage you guys now to go over and check out our friends over in the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They're bringing the draft to life every single day with inside analysis on every college football prospect and how NFL front offices see things in the draft. Check it out free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of Locked on Cougars. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. We'll be back with you guys on tomorrow's podcast. Until then, this has been the Locked on Cougars podcast for March 21st, 2022, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.